0: And Cubana coming back at you with another episode of The Unladylike Lounge podcast and I am blessed and honored to have Margaret here with us today. Margaret, how are you today? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate your presence here in the lounge. Now, I understand you have a plethora of experience here on the topic we are about to discuss today. Why don't you share a little bit about that here and and kick us off today? Yes, sure. I'm happy to do that and to share
1: a little bit of my story with you and with your audience. Um, I'm a certified mental health coach. I was a master life coach and NLP master and was uh, a professional certified coach by the International Coaching Federation. Wow. But Apart from this, I was a veterinarian and award-winning book author. Oh but my path wasn't easy to say the least Uh, when i was eight years old my mother um, suffered um, the first episode of schizophrenia she was diagnosed with schizophrenia and you know when you are eight years old it's really difficult because you are so young you are not able to understand what's happening or to process what's going on so it was really yeah everything that changed my life actually it was that impact it had on my life and because I was so young uh, and I couldn't able to I wasn't able to process it it was a very traumatic experience I mean I only realized it much later on how much traumatic this experience was I mean yes. how how profound it was and um, it, it took me many years actually to really process this whole experience to process the trauma and I think that's the reason why I moved around from veterinarian and finally I came back to mental health coaching because the the real friend I had when I was was a child, apart from my sister and my father, was my little rabbit. So I had this cute oh, little gosh. rabbit. And this was really my everything. You know, I could talk to him and I could, I could tell him everything. I couldn't tell anybody else. You know, I right. could tell him all my secrets, my worries, my fears. And he was my best friend. And Actually, he really helped me through this ordeal and later on I had a dog so it was the same and I'm sure without this rabbit and later on with my dog, I wouldn't have been able to overcome all of this because uh, you need somebody to talk to, you need somebody who loves you unconditionally, who accepts you as you are because... As you very well know, the stigma of mental illness is so strong. And I'm coming from a very small town in Bavaria, in Germany. So uh, this was nothing that was acceptable. So we tried to keep it as a secret in the family. And of course, in the end, it goes out, obviously. But we tried to protect our mother. That, you know, she didn't, she was not an outcast in that uh, town. And uh, that she was not stigmatized so much. Also, in the end, she was. But the problem is with mental illness. People look at yeah those patients as as people who are crazy, who are abnormal, yes. and who might be even dangerous. So they right. they look at them in a very very wrong way, and they do not understand that nobody wants to have such a kind of illness. And Absolutely. but but it can happen to every one of us. It can. And the, and that's what people don't understand. So it was very difficult to grow up with this um, illness of my mother. And uh, when I finished school, I actually started studying human medicine for two years because wow. I felt guilty but I couldn't help my mother more. Also, she told me later on I helped her so much, but I didn't feel it at that time. So this was an unconscious process. I didn't understand even this was the main reason why I studied human medicine. I mean, I always knew I will become a doctor. I knew this when I was five years old, but in the end, I went into human medicine to, yeah, To help people to help other people because I I had this feeling of guilt of that it was my fault also of course it wasn't but this is the feeling that you have when you are young when you are in your childhood you project it on yourself right because you're a child the whole world revolves around you and you think you are the reason if something goes wrong so after two years I realized that's not for me and I went to veterinary medicine and this was what it's always meant to be so um, I became a veterinarian, and uh, 20 years ago, more than 20 years ago, I went to Abu Dhabi, to the United Arab Emirates, and I was the first woman, the first female veterinarian in the world of falcons. So you had, I was specializing in falcons, falcon medicine, and you know, Arabia, that's the place for falcons and falcons, but I didn't realize it's all about men. It's a man's world. And I was the first woman to enter this world. So it was so hard, so tough. There were so many prejudices against me. You know, they thought, she's a woman. She cannot do that. She's not able to do, of course. But because I had the experience of the illness of my mother, and it made me so strong, it gave me so much resilience, so much perseverance, so much willpower, that I would have never had if I wouldn't have gone through this ordeal with my mother. So it helped me really to overcome all these problems here, to overcome the obstacles and to become a very, very famous and very successful file conductor. And um, the more I started to process my own trauma, I mean, I had nightmares for more than 20 years, every single night because of the trauma. And at that time, there was no... Yeah, mental health coaching or no support for the relatives of mentally ill people right. so i started processing all of this on my own by yeah, reading research because i come from the medical side and starting to process it and then the more i went into it the more i understood that there are some some parallels with other people other Yeah, adult children of mentally ill parents who suffer from the same. And that's when I went into life coaching and from life coaching into mental health coaching. So actually, the circle is closing now. It is. (laughs) Also, I've seen how much animals can help us. So I wrote a book about pets, how pets can help us to lead happier and healthier and more successful lives. It became an award-winning book, Your Pet, Your Pill. And also in the same time, because I realized that it's not only me who is suffering from such a childhood trauma. If we think about that one into five people in the whole world suffers from a mental illness, then you see how huge the problem is. It's not a small problem. It is a massive problem. Or like in the U.S., more than 20% are really, yeah, really mentally wow. ill some of them even don't get proper treatment so it is a a a huge population that suffers from mental illness and then you have all the relatives let's say uh, spouses brothers sisters children parents of people with mental illness so it is a huge amount of people that we are not really looking at that we always right. forget it's right. like a forgotten population actually and that's when i decided to specialize as mental health coach in this field and to go for to, to help business women who are adult children of mentally ill parents. And that's why I've created a special online course, Making Peace With Your Past, because if you're not able to make peace with your past and start processing the trauma, you're not able to move forward in the present and in the future. And so the
0: cycle has been closing now, so that's where we are now. <laughs> Absolutely. And I just want to thank you so much for your work. Obviously, I, I can't condescend to say that I know your struggles with your mother's mental illness. But I come from a, a long line of of depression, even bipolar depression, and and to the point where it turned into hoarding situations that the depression was so bad. And that led to so much trauma, even PTSD. And so I want to thank you sincerely for all of your work, for the, the forgotten population that you mentioned of, you know, the children, the parents, the spouses, the siblings of adults with mental health problems and it seems like you know even though it's becoming more talked about it's becoming more i don't even want to say socially accepted that mental health is out there it is real but it it is but at the same time it's still so taboo as you as you mentioned it's so you know people want to save face people don't want to admit this is real in our family. People don't want it because people are seen as if you have mental health problems, you're crazy. There's something wrong with you, you're broken, you're abnormal, and that's just not the case at all. It's it, there are so many people. I you know, as you mentioned, one in 5 people struggle or are suffering with mental health illness, or mental illness. I feel like that might be almost lowballing it because so many people are afraid to seek help for whatever they may be struggling with so that is that is intense to think about that there are people who are suffering in silence and and their loved ones are suffering in silence as well trying to keep that secret i know i kept my mother's secret for a long time and that really does take a toll on the children on the family on the loved ones and so thank you so much for your work um now you mentioned that you you know that trauma kind of fueled your success can you share a little bit about you know do you do you ever have now i i don't want anybody to take it this the wrong way but do you ever have those days where you almost feel that resentment i i just ask because i know i still i'm i'm 32 and i i understand my mom's mental illness was not her fault it was nothing that she could control there are still days though where i still hurt because of the trauma that i went through i still have the nightmares i still have the flashbacks let me not cry let me i apologize if i do start crying but there are days where i still do hurt from that trauma Is that, is that something just for our audience members who may still be suffering, whether in silence or seeking help for it, is that something that is normal for us to still kind of hold on to like a sense of hurt or a sense of resentment?
1: Yes. I mean, it, it is quite normal because the hurt goes so deep and also it's not just, In your conscious mind, it goes so deep into your subconscious mind. I mean, it's like it's buried deep down, especially when you had some traumatic experiences that you were not able to process. So you keep it in your subconscious mind because you have been so in pain. You have been so hurt, so vulnerable. And you try to protect yourself from being hurt again. So you try to close it in and that you feel this kind of even yes as you say resentment or difficulties to to forgive also it is a normal process and i think almost everybody goes through this process for me i because i look at it always from a scientific point of view i was a bit able to remove myself and to look at it From a science point of view, because I'm a doctor. So that was easier for me to draw the line. And for me, what I did was to dissociate myself a little bit. To get out of this... Very close feeling, very close connection to put a bit of space and to look at it from a different perspective. And this helped me a lot, actually. This was one of the key points where I was able to start to process it slowly. It takes a lot of time and it's very hard work. And we need to take this time and we need to understand it's not something we can do in one day or two days. Because there is so much going on that we have to understand, to process to accept at a certain point and then slowly to make our peace with it. And yes, it, it happens and it happens to many people to feel this resentment or sometimes even even anger or even rage okay. because you feel that it's why me? I mean you have this right. self-pity and it is okay to, to feel that it's not something right. bad. It is also normal because all your friends let's say they live let's say normal ordinary lives right to say like that. But you are in this situation and it's not your fault, but you can't get out of it. You have to live with it. You have to find a way to to accept the situation and to keep on living. And I think the point is that, yes, those experiences shape our lives, but it shouldn't define us. And this right. is how I started to draw the line and to draw the boundaries because I said, okay, It has shaped my life. It is, uh, I had my nightmares. I I, I went a long way in my professional career. It took me a long time to process it because I didn't have any professional help. I never went to coaching or counseling or anything. I had to do all of this hard work on my own, which is not easy. But also in the same time, uh, it is, yeah, when we go through this process, and we allow ourselves to self-pity ourselves a little bit then the self-pity will change into self-compassion and self-compassion is something good actually because the, the moment we start to understand that if we pity ourselves it's not wrong it's not something bad it is something that we deserve to feel Because it is so difficult, the situation that we have to go through, it is an ordeal. It is a life-changing experience if you are in such a situation. So you deserve also to feel pity for yourself, but the moment you feel pity and you accept it's not something bad, it means you start to be more compassionate and kinder to yourself. And I think all of us who have those experiences and same like you mentioned yourself, Once we come to the point that we accept it, then we can create this self-compassion and we can create this kindness, this loving kindness to ourselves. And this helps us a lot. This helps us a lot to understand and then slowly to move forward. And I think that is absolutely essential.
0: Yes, 100% agree with that. Um, You did mention pets to help cope and get through these struggles and and the trauma and the unconditional love that they give and and kind of being your confidant in a way to get through things now what type of pets you did mention a rabbit and a dog uh, what other kind of pets do you feel make the best sort of therapy pets i, I guess <laughs> a beautiful
1: question yeah actually um rabbits are amazing they are totally underestimated. They are just brilliant because you can carry them, you can pet them, and they are just, you know, this this fluffy fur. It's, it's just wonderful. Dogs are amazing. Even, for example, this dog I mentioned when I was younger, when my mother had her schizophrenia episodes, this dog could sense it, came to her, and when she was about to drift in her different world, in her delusions and hallucinations, this dog put its paw on her knee, to try to to remind her to go for a walk with it, to get her out of that situation. And because she was pretty persistent, my dog, then my mother went with with her for a walk. So she went out of this situation where she was just about to drift in her different world so the dog could sense it and this is why dogs are just amazing in such cases even cats are good but dogs are a little bit better because cats are more independent dogs are more let's say they understand our feelings our emotions our sensations much better and they can help a lot in this but you know even a bird or a guinea pig can help in this situation it is just important to have yeah ja, an animal that you can you can caress, you can pet a little bit, because this also changes your endocrinology, this changes your hormonal status. When you just, for example, yeah, when you just, for example, stroke or caress a cat or a dog or anything that has feathers or fur for five minutes, that's enough, five minutes, it's not a long time. Wow. Then already, your body will excrete happy hormones, love hormones and well-being hormones like endorphins, dopamines and oxytocin, which means your whole hormonal status is changing to a more, yeah, hep, to a happier, to a more well-being, to uh, something more positive, and wow this is amazing, and this is scientific, scientifically proven, this is not just something I'm saying, this is pure science, and this shows how much they can help us, in such a situation where we really need somebody and that's just amazing it's so beautiful to see that so i would always recommend a pet they can do so much and by the way they can do much more for us than which we what we usually know or what we even believe they can really give us this yeah this lifeline that we need and this was it what it was for me when i had my rabbit and my dog they were my lifeline they were my everything as you said they were my confidant and I could really share each single thought that I had, each single emotion, yeah. positive or negative with them, because they didn't judge me. Yeah. I didn't have to fear that somebody will resent me if I say something to, 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 to my confidant. Right. I didn't have this feeling that somebody will say, how can you do that? And it, it helps you so much to open up your heart and you need yeah a, a confidant like that. A partner.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, where can my audience find more of your work and more of your just more of you in general where podcasts, books, websites, where can they find more of your work? Yes,
1: they can find more about my work in on my website, www.coachformentalhealth.com. There is a lot written of what I'm doing because I'm doing a very special field in mental health coaching, which is called Inner Dynamics. It's uh, called Parts Psychology, which means it's bordering very close to psychotherapy, um, and it takes care of people who have mental health concerns, not mental illness, because they need, like, psychiatric treatment, but people who have mental health concerns to like what we discussed before, to go deep into their subconscious mind and help them to to yeah access those parts of them that have been so much hurt, that carry so many burdens, so much pain. Because only when we are able to start accessing and processing this hurt and pain and trauma and we start healing it slowly, slowly, then only, yeah, we can live much better lives because all this hurt slowly will go from us. And that's what I'm doing. So you can find a lot of information there. Uh, Then you also can follow me, uh, for example, on Instagram or Facebook. I'm there as well, as well as LinkedIn. Um, In Instagram, I'm in um, Dr. Margit Muller and in Facebook, Dr. M.G. Muller and LinkedIn, Dr. Margit Gabrielle Muller. And also in the same time... um, you can also, for example, what we talked about the pets. You mm-hmm. can also find my book. It's an award-winning book. It got more than ten uh, international book awards. Thank well, well, Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, it's an amazing book because it it, it contains hundred and one stories, inter- inspirational stories, how pets help you to lead, yeah, healthy, happy, and successful lives.
0: Wonderful. And each story
1: is based on science, on scientific research, scientific information and it's really amazing and you can even get it from Amazon. You can buy it through Amazon or you can buy it either as a paperback or as a Kindle version and these are heartwarming stories and I can promise you, you will love those stories. A lot of stories of, of me and my own pets and friends of mine and it really touches the heart and it changes the way how you look at pets you will understand that the pet it's so much more than just the dog that that's a good friend and you take it for for a walk or yes. you have a parrot. it's so much more it
0: will change it will change your outlook on how we look at wonderful pets. wonderful and for everybody wondering of course as you know i will link all of her medias and her book in our description box below did you have any words of wisdom for our audience before we close out for the day
1: i believe First of all, when we are in a situation that we have a a relative, no matter what kind of relative, with a mental illness, first of all, we should understand they didn't wish to be sick. It just happened. And it is something that nobody wishes. It can happen to all of us. But if we understand what is going on and we become more resilient, then, of course, we can protect ourselves and our mental health much better. But also, I think it is very important if we are in such a situation and we are going through those feelings of self-pity, of guilt, of shame because of the stigma, of resentment, that we are not able to forgive, that we had to carry such a heavy burden, even we had to become the parent of our parent because they couldn't yes. fulfill their parenting role anymore. So we had to take it on in a very early age. All of these feelings, first of all, to let them come, to let them be, not to resent those feelings because it is a normal process. It is such a difficult situation. And we have to become yeah, much kinder to ourselves, yeah. more compassionate, and to let those feelings happen. But in the same time, I think... It really helps. And this is what I was missing when I was younger, that I didn't have professional help. To have professional help, like through a mental health coach who understands what you are going through and can give you this helping hand to guide you. Because once you you are guided through this whole process and you are able to relieve those burdens and this hurt we were talking about and this pain, this is so deep, so deep in our subconscious mind when we are able to get relief from this uh, it changes our life and it changes our life to the better and it gives us a completely different present but also different outlook at the future and i think that's essential and that's what i would always recommend to seek a professional help especially by mental health coaching and like inner you know, dynamics it is amazing mm-hmm. and i see it among my clients you know from the moment you really reach deep down and you reach to the innermost being we call it core self it's like their inner self where all this hurt is gone where all these layers are gone then you feel this peace and serenity and this is how it should be and this is the, the the state where we should go back to and this is also what preserves our sanity and helps our mental health and that's what i would always recommend to look for professional help to go that way because to do it alone like I did it, it's very, very hard,
0: very and difficult. Long time. Very difficult. So that's what I would always recommend. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us today. It has been a pleasure to all of our audience members. Again, I will be more than happy to link all of her social medias, her book, everything where you can find her in the description box below. Be sure to check her out, buy her book. I love y'all fiercely. Thank you for tuning in.